pretty good now. I mean, honestly, since is that what that picture was? Yeah, dude, that was all allergies. Yeah, I wasn't high at all. <laughs> it had nothing to do with with weed. That was just the allergies kicking my fucking ass. Oh my god. I know. Do you always <laughs> have it that bad? Not that bad. No, I don't know what it was. It was the New Hampshire wilderness, but you know. Oh shit! I completely forgot. That was the this weekend was the. Oh. Yeah, that that that's where we were. How was it? Uh, it was good. It's fun. Yeah, it was a, a long weekend with a lot of dudes. <laughs> yeah, but it, not it a lot fun. of sleep or nutrients. No. But uh, yeah, I think you got like five hours of sleep total. Maybe six. Maybe six. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was, I, I had a blast. It was definitely yeah. a good time. Hit, hit a lot of piss missiles on the golf course. We were covering the course with piss missiles. <laughs> it was awesome. Who was your fourth? So it was just the three. three of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had an odd number. We got Tommy back into golf, though. He's a big golf guy now. He's yeah, sold. Yeah. He wants to keep playing. Did he have a good time? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Any like, uh, memorable stories? Not anything like crazy. Uh, Honestly, I mean, most of the weekend was kind of a blur. I mean, as soon as we got there, it was like probably 7.30 on Friday night. Like and we immediately grabbed a drink and it was just, you know, and the night took off. And before we knew it, it was 2.30. And I think Mo and I went to bed at the same time. And there was still like half the people up. And there was a big, it was a lot of dudes in a hot tub. So we were, we were done. <laughs> <laughs> we were done with that at that point. Um, and then, yeah, we had golf the next day. Luckily the tea time was at noon. Cause I, I jinxed myself saying I never got hung over. I got fucking hung over like a bastard. Um, thank God for ibuprofen. Thank God for Ibu. It saved us. Yeah. Yeah. Then we had golf course was beautiful. It was super nice. Know. It was really nice. I never really played with mountains in the background before, so I thought that was pretty neat. Nice. Um, and then, yeah. Then, you, want, you want to tell Ty what you had for breakfast on Saturday? I think this makes that Adam <laughs> breakfast list. All right. But, but let me preface it with this wasn't my idea. It was I was just partaking in it. But so Scotty made some eggs and I had some eggs. And then Dylan decided, it's like, hey, who wants hot dogs? I said, sure, I'll have a hot dog. Five hot dogs later. No. I had, I had my breakfast. Yeah. I had five hot dogs. Five? Started this day with five hot dogs. <laughs> and it carried me through 18 holes. I, I wasn't even remotely hungry until we had gotten back and showered and shit. So I was a hot dog. I do you have a window open, by the way? I do. Can you hear the birds chirping? Yes. Yes. Is it loud? Yes. All right, I'll shut the window. It's fucking hot, dude. Those are our guests. I have a window open, too, but there's no... Oh, of course drinking. Jared won't turn on the fucking AC. I don't have AC. You don't? don't have, dude, places don't have central air in New England. Yeah. It's not like Texas. You only have central air in, like, new-build apartment complexes. Yeah, Bummer. we're in the same boat. Yeah. I mean, it's not that. I'm not going to put the AC no. on in fucking May. No, but it was, it was in the 80s today. It oh, was, yeah. Yeah. It's I, I was the warmest I've felt all year. I was warm. Um, and yeah, Saturday was just, you know, more of Friday. Not How as, are there no crazy, like, drunk stories? I don't know. I mean, every, everybody was, like, is pretty well behaved. Nothing went, got too wild. Like, we yeah. played a bunch of slap cup. 
did a bunch of tequila shots, hung out on a deck, the deck a lot, put a bunch of dudes in a hot tub, but like nothing that was like crazy, crazy. No. And, and honestly, I would have thought Scotty would have had like a reckless moment. And he yeah. was very, he was very tame. Yeah. He, actually, he was wasted the first night, but he was well yeah. behaved. But every, everybody was wasted the first yeah, night. So yeah. it was just more of the same, but um, yeah, he, a plus on Scotty's part. It, everything was well-planned and nobody was hung. Nobody went hungry. I had plenty of hot dogs. So. <laughs> so, Ty, what's Scotty's idea for food? He's like, Hey, I'll take care of food. Just like throw me out money. It's like, all right, cool. He just bought mass quantities of steaks from Outback, burgers, and hot dogs. So we had nothing but steaks, burgers, and hot dogs for two plus days, and chips, and a lot of chips. Yep. Um, Does he still work there? Yeah, he, he manages an Outback. Yeah. yeah. So we had multiple steaks every night. Adam is a newborn filet lover. Newborn? Yeah. I wouldn't say newborn, but I've definitely. You were raving about the fillets they were very good they were very good it was like nice and pink in the middle when were you down on fillets no i guess i just never heard you reference a fillet before i don't think i've ever like i don't think i've cooked many fillets of my own but adam just goes to the store and gets the stew beef (laughs) that was that's a steve move it's like oh these are three three dollars a pound beef no steve stories either not really no, like it honestly was not. So I guess that's kind of what surprised me, Ty, is like there wasn't anything like super reckless. It was more just people got drunk. We were laughing and that was pretty much it. Like it wasn't like no one did anything stupid, I guess, if that's what you're, we're go, what you're no. going for. And, uh, how many times did Lamp try to sneak into your room? <laughs> um, well, none that I know of. <laughs> but the That we know of. So. Yeah. He was actually like I'd be sleeping with one eye open. <laughs> it was like he, nine. It was like nine thirty on Friday, and he projectile vomited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say that. I think that was probably like the most like oh my god like we, we had barely started playing slap uh, slap cup and he like puked like crazy. But. <laughs> yeah, it was just two cups in a slap cup. He just vomited everywhere. So I guess that's a good story. That was yeah, so I mean, fitting. It was just yeah. yeah, yeah, and then me just fighting nature all Saturday night. Like I, f- I wanted to tear my fucking eyes out and cut my nose off, which is not really so a story. Funny, That's just my own personal hell that I was dealing with. I completely forgot that it, his bachelor party was this weekend. Um, but I thought like you guys were out in Newport and you looked like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's why I was like, where the fuck are you right We're now? We're just in a random garage in Newport. <laughs> I mean, oh, I yeah, couldn't I mean, tell from the background. No, no, I, I, it, I don't blame yeah. you because it looked like it was just an old ass garage, which it could that could have been anywhere. But um, yeah, no, I'm glad I wasn't walking around the streets of Newport looking like I just smoked like several bowls and you know was high as fuck. Luckily, I. That was not me high. That would have been hysterical, though, if, if I my eyes had gotten that red. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell everybody that picture was Adam High. That's fine. They can't I'm, argue. I mean, it's I, I can't disprove that. You know, I, if, look, if you ever get canceled and you make the newspaper, that's the <laughs> that's the picture I'm providing to the the Coventry Courier or whatever the Cranston one is. That's, that's going to be in the Cobra. In our one. schools, our schools, Kent County Times. Our school's monthly newspaper, The Cobra. It's going <laughs> to yep. be the front fucking page. <laughs> like the one with your tongue out, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> Guys, I'm sweating in here with the window shut. I got to open up a crack. I'm literally dripping. Well, Jared, before we go any further, I just want to take this moment, and I, I know I speak for Ty when I say this too, you know, to, to thank you for uh, you know finding the strength to be on this, this recording tonight. We know this is your uh, self-proclaimed flu game because you just got your second vaccination. So today yeah, you did? Congrats. Yesterday. Well, congrats on that. So now you're, uh, you're 24 hours after, so you're feeling the effects. Um, how are you feeling right now? You know, I, I feel like shit, but nothing's bigger than the team. And nothing's more important than somewhere in the middle. So as much as I'd love to just be fucking laying on the couch, watching. Yeah, you were doing that all day. <laughs> no, I did not. Um, I said, hey, I don't want to let down the guys. Do you so think I'm LeBron gonna, would be here? Through. Do you think LeBron no, would be here no. recording? LeBron has never had a flu game. <laughs> How should he? He, he, he yeah. gets a cramp and he runs to the locker room. Uh, I actually don't feel that shitty. Just like super achy, super tired. I haven't had a fever, which is good. I felt kind of nauseous last night in the middle of the night. Um, but like scale of one to 10, like 10 being, I feel like I have the flu, like a five, not that bad. Oh, uh, this is the other thing I was thinking of. Did uh, Nick wear a mask? No, no dude. there was <laughs> not a we were, single mask that we, we saw. We were not very responsible when it came to COVID. We just played slap cup with 18 people with no masks. So oh, why the fuck would you wear masks yeah. playing slap cup? I or? mean, not, you, you wouldn't, <laughs> but just the fact that, Luckily, all of us were at least partially vaccinated. But if one person had COVID there, there was ever going to be a fucking breakthrough case. It was that grimy ass house and us playing slap cup. We're going to see two weeks later cases spike in central New Hampshire. <laughs> right. Um, I actually have a COVID story. So I have to say that today was a big day for me because it was the first time since mid March of last year that I entered a grocery store and did my shopping without a mask on. Who's clicking their mouse? Jared. <laughs> How do you hear that? Because <laughs> it's we can loud. Hear everything. <laughs> this anyway, place must be too sensitive. You ruined, to hear the you, birds. You hear my mouse. You ruined my big moment, but yeah, I, I grocery shop. I ruined your big moment. I was yeah. mousing. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I walked into Dave's and I had my mask on initially. Cause I'm like, uh, everyone still got their mask on. And I kind of, I totally blanked on to today being the day. I kept thinking like it's Friday. Friday is going to be the day that the mask thing um, gets broken down. So I'm in the produce area. If you've been, ever been in the East Greenwich, Dave's like you go, I, I go counterclockwise around. Oh, it might be my store. least favorite place on earth, East Greenwich, Dave's. You can't move an inch in that place. I mean, there's been very few times when it's been like chaotic. It's not like a market basket. If you, if you go on, if you go on a weekend, it's a shit show. Well, yeah. Then don't go yeah. on a weekend. You got to go on yeah. after after work on the, during the week. But yeah. um, sorry, so go I, ahead. It's all right. I get to the seafood area. I stick on my mask on. I hear the seafood guys talking to some lady and saying, "You know that that mask mandate ended today." It's like I'm surprised to see all these people with masks on. So I just go, "Whoop!" Put it right in my pocket. <laughs> And it felt so weird. It must have felt so weird, dude. It was very weird. But when I first took it off, like the first several minutes after I took it off, I didn't see one person without a mask on. I'm like, how long is it going to be until like someone comes up to me and says, but then I ended up seeing several people who did, and including employees that didn't have masks on it. It was amazing. I can't believe it's been over a year since I've been in a grocery store and I wasn't wearing a mask. So. Did you get a lot of dirty looks or no? 
So no, I, I think there was only one time where I felt eyes on me. It was like right as I was leaving and it might've just been my paranoia kicking in, but no, like I, I was walking down the aisles and no one, I wasn't staring at all of them, but it didn't seem like anyone was, you know, going out of their way to, you know, give me eyes or anything like that, or give me a scoff or something. But um, no, I mean, like I said, there were plenty of employees that I saw. I would say like 25% of the people I saw didn't have a mask on. So definitely the vast majority of people were still masked up, but no, it's It's certainly going to be weird. It's, it was very weird. As great as it was, I felt so weird and I'm sure it's going to feel that way the first few weeks after this, but, um, but yeah, it was, a it was insane to, to be able to walk in there and, and just not have a mask on. So it, it was a tremendous, tremendous feeling. Yeah, it is incredible. I, I didn't wear, I didn't even touch a mask this weekend. Literally didn't even pick one up to bring it out. And, and nobody in the family had the mask on? Nope. Wow, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. It was they're, just, they're, they're all fully vaccinated, right? Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So, so you, yeah. you had a busy weekend, Ty. Yeah. 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 I saw I mean, you guys are on the boat. Do you own a boat? Is this like, this is like the third time I've seen the picture of you guys on a boat. Is there something you're not telling us? No, we just rent it. It's not very expensive. And you just rent for the day. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Um, we renting a boat next week. I was going to say, we add that In to the weeks. itinerary. I'm down. I'm a big Fuck boat yeah. guy. Love time on the water. Just yeah. don't, don't lose the map. I will not lose the map <laughs> or hit any rocks. That just made me uh, think of this, though, Adam, when you brought up that story. It is an amazing thing. I mean, I will just tell you at a personal level, I'm sorry for speaking of all that in such personal terms with with Dr. Walensky, but when I was talking to people today about this new guidance and what to ask her, everybody had very personal feelings about it, and I realized I did too in all these questions. Part of it is that I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see somebody out in the world who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat (laughs) or you are selfish or you are a COVID denier and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. I mean, we're going to have to rewire the way that we look at each other. <laughs> I was the enemy. I was literally. Yeah, like you were lines. a threat to Rachel th- Maddow. I was behind enemy lines in Dave's today. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around doing my grocery shopping without a mask on. You just had a red dot on your head and you didn't even know it the whole time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, fucking Maddow. Yeah, you, you know what, though? I, I can totally see that being the case for lots of people you know, not being able to come to terms with the fact that there's enough science out there that disproves a lot of the preconceived notions we had about unmasked people, unmasked vaccinated people. And there's going to still be a cohort of liberal maniacs that will see me or see you or see Mo walking around. Well, not Mo. Trump supporter. Yeah. Well, not Mo because he would literally be shot dead without a mascot in Somerville, but, but everyone else, it would be, you know, they're, they're, like you said, Trump supporter, a bigot, uh, just someone who like a White far supremacist, right? Yeah. All, all the, <laughs> the, 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 the regular checklist that we go through. Um, no, I have that kind go ahead. Yeah. Uh, um, Fuck, my brain's not firing all <laughs> cylinders. No, no. All right. All right. So good time to bring up the, the quote we got today before we hopped on. He said, uh, what would you say? You're firing on all cylinders tonight? Oh, not on his A game. <laughs> yeah, not on my A game. Oh, I thought, you, I thought this text read, 
Mo's on his A game today after getting vaccinated. Tonight's my flu yeah. game. <laughs> no, the opposite. So your your vac- <laughs> your vaccination is the pizza that Jordan supposedly ate. That exactly made him really, really sick. Exactly. Yes. But what I was gonna say was all these people who are like freaking out and saying like, oh, how are they going to know who's vaccinated? How are they going to know who's vaccinated? Why does it even matter if you're vaccinated? Right. The people who aren't vaccinated can't hurt you. Right. Like, like the risk is to them, <laughs> not to you. I just don't get it. I sent Adam and Tama a post today from Bayberry Beer Hall, pretty much saying like, hey, blah, blah, blah. For like these reasons, we're going to make key masks mandatory for our staff and all of our customers. And all the people commented applauding it, the decision. Literally hand emojis like, good for you guys. You're making the right decision. <laughs> Why? You know, how does this make any sense? Why are they making all the, the right decision? That's the most bizarre thing. These places just continue to want a virtue signal. And a lot of their clientele fits like the right. like that group of, of that far left, you know, social justice warrior mentality. So definitely yeah. not shocking but it's also just fucking like come on guys like like you're you're, you're still making your stand like like there's still going to be that line in the sand that you got to pick your side or at least it's going to seem like that for the next month or so hopefully and no longer than that but how the fuck long is bayberry and other places like it because i would imagine maybe tilted tilted's probably going to be doing the same thing i know that no like, they, they announced yesterday all rules are off standing room everything is back no masks at all um, I think they said no masks. Yeah. Okay. All right. I stand corrected. Yeah. I, Have I you guys been to the new one? No. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's awesome. I mean, I've it's thought, actually, I, yeah, it's freaking beautiful. I remember beautiful. Joel showing me like pictures of the design and everything way back when. Yeah. It, it was like impossible to get a spot since yeah. they've opened because it's been reservation only, like social distance dining. Oh, okay. But they put in their, they put in their posts. Um, Standing will be open, full table capacity, and I guess they have a huge green area, like huge lawn that you can just bring blankets yeah. and chairs and hang out there and have beers too. Like that's perfect. And it overlooks the old. It's definitely got to hit it up. Yeah, like that little fenced in yep. area before it. So it's actually the one time I went there, and the reason I thought that Jared just assumed they'd be like Bay Bay Area is because when I the only time I had gone there, you know, we had like a a three thirty reservation, and the reservations were ninety minutes. And, you know, most places it's like, all right, 90 minutes, but like, if you're still drinking, like they're not going to rush you out of there. Like they were so mill, right? You got 30 minutes. Okay. You got 10. All right. We're going to stand next to you and make sure you get the fuck out of here. Um, that's, and that's every annoying. time they came over, you had to put your mask on. They wouldn't come over unless you put, like, you'd hear the guy from a distance. Hey, can everyone just mask up quick? And he's got our beers. We got to fucking put our mask on. <laughs> Bring the beers. The take the mask off. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that, I mean, that's not the reason I haven't gone back. I just haven't thought of it. But, like, that was, like, the vibe I got. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. That's like, pretty ridiculous. You know, they're, they're as close to being open. Like, they're, they're as close to, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but. They, they were they were following those rules. We don't know what you're trying to say. Mostly as they could, but all, while also staying open. So it was it was just kind of they took I'm, it to the nth degree. It seemed like I'm just thrilled for all these businesses to finally see some fucking normal revenue start to come back. Agreed. How about the ones that are choosing not to because they don't want to open inside yet, like in Somerville? <laughs> right. Said, no, I mean, we'll continue to financially struggle so we can virtue signal <laughs> that we care for people. <laughs> That's more and important, at, right? And at this point, like my my whole thing with it is like, like your virtue signaling to show you care for who, the people that are saying like I just I'm not getting vaccinated. 
It makes no sense. There's no people logic that, behind it anymore. People that don't trust the science, that, that's who they're supporting. <laughs> now, um, now the turntables have turned. Yes. Now who's the science deniers? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is like Matt, like Matt, she goes, I didn't play the whole clip, but she has, uh, she says, like, we need to have compassion and understanding, you know, and sympathy for people who are, you know, finding it hard to come to grips with the new CDC guidance. Well, it's like, did you have compassion for anybody that was like finding it hard to, you know, uh, understand and follow the CDC's guidance when it was brand new and no one wanted to wear masks? I don't think so. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so I had some shocking, shocking news in my podcast world last Uh-oh. week, and it led to uh, something I thought I'd, I'd bring up and try to press Jared on because I, I, I'd like to see what he thinks. This but... is not encouraging for me. In his flu game, too, of all things. I know. So I'm listening to uh, the Kirk Minahan show, and in, uh, in classic, like, Kirkman hand show fashion their producer as soon as they hop on like a random episode they start talking about what what to bring up during the day or whatever uh or what they're going to talk about and you know they're supposed to do this trip in june and steve the producer is like yeah can we just talk about that like i'm not i'm not going to be there and kirk is like what what are you talking about where was the trip like, to uh up up in maine like they do a show okay. up in up in maine every every year uh, but he's like what the hell are you talking about and steve is just like yeah i'm gonna need like some some time off <laughs> and because he, they're doing two podcasts at once now they're doing that case yeah. podcast and the, so he's like i'm just i'm totally burnt out like just you know feel like shit he says this all on air yeah like, and, this, and Kirk's never heard this before. Yeah. And he's like, just feel like shit. Like, you know, I'm just so wiped out. I hate where I live. Like, I just want to kind of get away. And Kirk was like, like, okay, like you can take off, you know, as much time as you need. Like, you know that. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm coming back to this show. <laughs> <laughs> and Kirk's like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't think. I want to do this anymore. <laughs> this and is all live on air. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. And he's like, well, I mean, Kirk took it very well, but he was just like, what, what do you mean? What the fuck are you going to do? And he said, he bought a van. Like uh, is turning it into like a super camper. And he just said, I'm just going to take off. My wife and I are just going to like travel the country for a while. How old is this guy? A little older than us. Okay. And I, I, I mean, I was just like floored because he, like, I, I love him. He's a big part of the show. I felt terrible. And I was like, holy shit. Like he's doing what Jared always says <laughs> he wants to do. I've been saying I'm going to do for years now. Why don't you? Because um, I don't think it's the best idea to just walk away from my career. Fire. That's why. Fire movement. <laughs> Fire movement. Um, I mean, that's 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 really the only reason why. Like, it'd be, it'd be pretty. I don't think I would regret it. Don't like. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I would regret it at all. But I think it would make my life significantly harder 
when I do want to work again or need to work again. Yeah, but um, at this point, couldn't you just do your job from a van? Yeah, I could. I but I don't. I don't think I'm ready for a van life yet. Like, there's no this is bullshit. This is what I mean. Why? When so, will so, you be ready? I want. I don't want to be in a van full time. I want to be in a van like when I want to be in a van. There's no showers <laughs> or bathrooms in these vans. There's always. There's always yes, a his, back his door. had a shower, dude. And a there's, always a, there's always a back door in Jared's fantasies. Dude, and, <laughs> and his wasn't out. like some crazy pimped out thing. It was a fucking, he said it was basically like a, a longer, like a little bit taller sprinter van. Yeah, that's what, that's what most of them use, sprinters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've certainly thought about it. I think a more reasonable plan is after this summer, when I move out of my place in Newport, just like go be a nomad in a few different cities for a few months and kind of get a feel for where I want to be. I think I'd probably do that before I'd go right to, I think here's my answer. Probably the big, <laughs> the, the other three answers don't count. This is the no, those are all real. I'm, not, I'm not making them up. Well, honestly, probably the biggest reason is it would like kind of suck to do that alone. Like it'd be fun, but it'd also be extremely isolating and lonely. So will traveling to different cities and being there for a couple months at a time. No, because you you can meet people in other cities. I, mean, I can I can yeah. get to a city, open up Hinge, and just go on a date, right? Well, you could but do the I, same in a van. You, you can just fuck. Yeah, when my van is in the middle of the woods somewhere, who but am I going to be? Have to be in the middle of the woods somewhere. I don't want to live in a van on the streets of New York. <laughs> <laughs> That defeats the purpose. This is why I wanted to bring this up because we get to the real understanding is Jared's view of what he wants to do is so finite that it's impossible for him to ever do what he wants to do. All these stars stars have to align to happen, and it doesn't sound like. And this is the kid who just used to pick up and leave, just had a drop of a hat and just move fucking halfway across the country halfway across the world didn't matter i mean i'm not i'm not ruling out the fact that uh, maybe i'll live in a camper van one day but that's a big leap of faith to take like never having ever stayed in a camper no, but van. you realize once you have like a wife and like kids and stuff obviously you're not yeah. gonna a fucking van so i don't know that's you pretty clear do it, that's pretty obvious if you want to think do it, the sweet spot the sweet spot would be meet a super cool chick who's also down for some adventures like that. And we can do a couple weeks at a time in a camper van again, or a month at a time, not like that's, drop that's the whole needle in the haystack. Just, if I could just find this one girl who's very attractive because I only want to date women who are like sixes or above sevens or above. reasonable, yeah. very reasonable. Yeah. And then I want to find one who's just super chill and just wants to is totally down with just living in a camper van for months on end with me. I think there's a filter. Dating. I think there's a filter for that in Hinge. I think there's a specific filter you can use for it, that. Maybe that's another idea for my retirement dating app for adventurous Jesus people. Christ. And it, it could be called Fire. Ooh. What is this fire? The Jared, uh, fire, fire movement. Financial independence retire early. <laughs> Tom was just yelling fire the whole weekend. <laughs> I don't even know how it came up. Uh, I think we were talking about investing. Yeah, we brought up investing yeah. and you brought up fire. and like, what the fuck's fire? Yeah, you should check it out. It's a whole movement of people. Are you in? 
I'm, oh, I'm in. I'm You've been indoctrinated in. into the fire movement? I am balls deep in the fire movement. Give, us a, a, give everyone just a quick synopsis. So the fire movement is all about um, limiting and keeping your expenses low so you can invest a significant amount of money early in your life so you can retire way before actual retirement. Financial independence, retire early. So through real estate, through index funds and other things that'll create passive income for you. So there's a whole community about this. People who just save 60% of what they make, 50% of what they make, invest it, and then they retire. How do you do cool shit? Like when you're young and when you should be doing cool shit. You still can. Like I I still live a pretty (laughs) dope life. Like I still do pretty cool it's shit. It's pretty boring nowadays. I don't say it's boring. It's slightly boring. But I feel like there but I I feel like if you were to rank or like on a some kind of spectrum of the people that are like super deep into this fire uh mentality, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say you're like in as deep as a lot of other people are. Cuz I I I've I've ventured on like sites to like check out some of this shit like on instagram yeah and stuff and there are some people that are like yeah like you know i i follow like this market influencer page or something about stocks and this guy always posts shit and there's all these other people there's like the same kind of people that comment on the post and a lot of them are like yeah just sacrifice five years of your life and you'll be good for the rest of your life and i'm thinking that that sounds terrible because why would you want to sacrifice like five years now, like, 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 like to, to Ty's point, like this is the time when you can do all this stuff before you meet yeah. someone, family, stuff like that. But I feel like you're not totally like that. Like you're still willing to travel. Yeah. I still want to enjoy my life. So it's I feel a like spectrum. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, like there's a spectrum. And if it was like here to here, like you're still, I feel like this is like super extreme. You're kind of like, yeah, you're not saving over half of what you make. Are you? Yeah. That, that, that's what I was. I've never thinking. done the math, but I, invest every month like yeah. the money that i have yeah but i mean to say like you like over half of what you make that's yeah pretty incredible amount i just i, I just like feel like there's year. a lot of people out there that are like saving like three quarters of what they make and they're just yeah. going and they're they're going about it a, a much different way than you are not to say you're obviously you know way more about it than the two of us do but and you obviously have your plan in mind and you don't need to divulge it here but it just seems like you're not as bought in as a other people are who are going to sacrifice their late twenties, early thirties, where you're clearly not doing that. I mean, my thoughts are I can still enjoy my life now and save and invest. Like there's people who are on the total end extreme. Like there's this guy, Craig Curlop, like he wrote a book where he literally, this guy's a lunatic, bought a condo. It was a one bedroom condo. No, it was a multifamily, rented out one unit, and then in his unit, rented out his bedroom on Airbnb and set up a divider and slept in his living room every night. Yeah. So and then put his the- car. Yeah. Put his car on Turo. So like he did that and then house hot, hacked like five houses in a row. And now he's a multimillionaire. Like I'm not trying to live that lifestyle. Right. But I'm also fortunate enough where like I have a good career and I make pretty good money. So I don't need to live that peasant lifestyle to be able to still save and invest. Right. And I, I don't know what that part, do you know what that person's job was? Did you just say it or did I miss yeah, it? Yeah, he, he was some type of analyst. He made like 50, 60 grand a year. He didn't make a ton right. of money. So obviously with, if you have that mindset making that, 
which is, you know, I would have put myself, I would put myself in that category. That's literally what I would have to do to do what you're trying to do. So talk, talk to Emma. Super unrealistic. What's that? Talk to Emma. Hey, babe, what do you think about downsizing? (laughs) (laughs) I know we just moved, but how does that loft sound? Because, you know, (laughs) by loft, I mean, just literally the loft that we would sleep in. We don't get anything else for you. Studio. <laughs> Let it sink in. Get back to me. The plan yeah. will work better than the last studio. I promise. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, when you say early retirement, Jared, have you given any thought to like what age that would be? Not like a specific age, maybe like a three to five year age range. It all it all depends how much money my lifestyle is like. If I can live off, so that that's how you do the computation. It's you need twenty five times your your annual living expenses, so you can safely withdraw four percent of your investment portfolio and never run out of money. Is like the math behind it. Got it. So if I'm living a super simple life for forty grand a year, I only you only need a million dollars. If you want to live off eighty grand a year, you need two million dollars. So it's all like based on what your lifestyle is going to look like. Gotcha. Obviously, as you get a family and shit like that, your costs only increase. Yes. Yeah. Living expenses only increase. Right. But, you know, I think it's good in theory because to your point that you just made, we can save the most money we'll ever be able to save now. <laughs> yeah. Once you have, you know, financial dependence, like that's not, that's kind of over. Yeah. yeah it takes away exactly. a lot of that extra money. I mean, you could definitely put away like because like I, I'm, I'm doing i'm not doing fire but like i'm investing monthly Get on the sure. fire train dude a little bit at a time i don't know i don't have the capital you do it's a little different i mean I, i'm i'm investing monthly i've been doing mm-hmm. that since I, i'm newer to the game i've been <laughs> doing it since dude, i've been putting in 10 bucks a month i mean i'm <laughs> strapped as it is what do you want <laughs> i very well very little with too much ass coin over there oh yeah we'll, we'll get into some shit coin soon i'm sure but yeah, like I feel like I'm doing that. And even though I don't think I'm investing a ton right now, when you do the math, like by the time I'm ready to retire, which won't be in my 50s, which I'm sure that ideally that's when you would want to be. If you had to pick a range, I'm sure by your 50s, you'd like to be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't see myself until like 65, 70, or however long I want to keep working. But yeah. I think it can't. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole idea of, you know, at least financial independence, maybe not retire early, but I could be part of the Phi group. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they call it the Phi group as well. Retirement's optional. Is there a community for Phi? Yeah. Yeah. It's All the right. same thing. Well, most, I mean, most people probably call it Phi, not Fire, because a lot of people don't retire. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to join that community. Which that would definitely happen to Jared. Jared would be so fixated on retirement <laughs> and he'd buy his camper van and, fucking three weeks in he'd get the itch to be like oh shit like i'm just so fucking bored like my mind's racing i gotta get back out there i gotta do something it'd certainly be a test of the mind to retire early and say like what are you now gonna do with your life i'm not gonna sit and watch tv TV every day yeah but even golf what am i gonna golf five days a week for 40 years you can hit piss missiles for the next 40 years i mean that'd be great you're not living to your fucking 90 dude you're gonna live to your i'm gonna live over 100 i am confident i will live over 100 i treat this body like a temple (laughs) (laughs) 
ever see the really rundown Mayan temples? Yeah. That's how I feel. Hey, they're, they're still the standing. Ruins. They're still yeah. standing. Exactly. Just a little restorative work every now and then. <laughs> rebuild this, rebuild that. Still standing. Temple, baby. And, and what would be the... The, so was the financial independence piece of it where you said you got to be able to take out 4%? Was that the, what was the financial independence part? Well, so it's, it's the same thing. So the 4% rule is once your passive income or your investment income covers your annual expenses, you're financially independent. So that's right. how they would describe it. So you only take so out it, that percentage and then you're constantly going to most likely be making more because all that stuff's still in the market and you can keep taking from it. Over yeah. Time. They ran like all these studies and like, even if you retired in the great depression, if you only took out 4% per year, assuming most years, the market's going to average 8%. So that kind of gives you the buffer. Um, you can retire as long as you have enough to withdraw that covers your expenses. Imagine retiring during the Great Depression. Be like, man, it sucked. The economy's in the uh, worst shape it's ever been in. Things are a good time right. to hang it up. Or even retiring during 08 would be the same, same deal. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know how we, the hell we yeah. get down this rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, talking about camper vans. So Steve, so Steve Robinson's done, huh? Yeah. Is he actually? Yeah. Did he actually quit? He's like there for another month. But yeah, he says he wife's was, already he... quit her job. Like in nice, the, yeah, crazy. Was, I could was never he one of that. the OG people on Kirk Minahan? Yeah, he was the original producer of the show a couple of years ago when he started. So that's a big loss. Yeah, sucks. Blind Mike's been gone. Only Kirk left. <laughs> I don't think Kirk wants Blind Mike back. <laughs> He's there once a week. Well, how about this tie? There's an opening. Kirk says, hey, I remember you from Dude. that cameo I made for you. Would you quit your job to be Kirk Minahan's producer? If I had the offer letter, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you had the offer. Like, I wouldn't ask you to quit and hope you get the job. If he offered you the job, would you quit and move and to Boston to be his producer? And make significantly less money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how fun would it be to literally shoot be like Kirk My dream job. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I don't know how to produce, but that'd be my dream job to just You get a sugar mama, Erica. I don't know yeah. how to tell you this, but you're supporting the both of us now. I mean, hey, H Hank. I'd at, probably uh, do it, yeah. Hank, Hank for PMT, like one of the funny, one of the funnier stories about him just starting is that his resume was bullshit. A lot of it, he just fucking he just lied. lied on all of it, right? And look at him now. He's a producer of the number one, number one sports podcast in the world. So I don't know how he is, make it. but. I don't know either. He's dumb as rocks, but you take it till you make it. Did, did you see his stats for the dozen trivia yeah, contests yeah. going on? He hasn't answered one question. <laughs> 30 questions. He hasn't gotten one right. What, what, was the, what was the basketball player that had the same like stat line? Oh, Tony Snell. Tony Snell, dude. He was the fucking yeah. Tony Snell of Barstool. All right. Where do we want to go from here? We got three good juicy topics. Let's talk UFOs, man. That shit's blowing my mind. <laughs> Before, what the fuck was that? X Files. X Files. Come oh. on. I've never, I've never seen that show. Wait, what was? Do it again. I want to see if I can recognize it because I did watch X Files. There, throw it on. Uh -huh. 
I gotta try to find it. You look up X Files and is that show good? I used to watch it. Yeah, I think it was good. It's, I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, it was a very unique show for its time. Was it like, kind of like Law and Order, but with aliens? Yeah. Or it's like every episode <laughs> like, like same 27 fucking, minute same, crime. Same episode, like same it's same like premise every single episode. Like bad yeah. guy. Oh, we're in some trouble. Like maybe we won't survive. <laughs> yep, we survive. We kill the bad guys. Repeat closed. All in <laughs> yeah, 27 minutes. Seven seasons of that. TV um, used to be so bad. Used to be, dude. <laughs> I guess it still is. You find it? It's a weirder intro than I remember. This is going to get us demonetized. That's full version, maybe. I was going to uh, say, you need just like the... The intro one and then the, you know, before the show starts. <laughs> That's what Adam was so excellent. Now, do you hear us again? you do that part anyway ufos well i guess before i tell you about what's going on what are your guys thoughts on ufos and aliens have you ever been interested have you thought it's total bullshit where's your head at i certainly don't think it's bullshit but there's very little evidence to support extraterrestrial life being the being the, the the actual you know UFOs. But it's certainly interesting. I mean, how how could again like it comes back to the question like is there other life out there? And obviously the answer is yes, but we just don't know what kind of life it actually is. But if it's any, if like if it's like anything that Hollywood has fed us, even you know it's likely it's not. I mean, I'm sure that they've come to this planet. And I'm sure well, they've checked things out. What about the like Area 51 Let's get stuff? Around here. <laughs> pretty, pretty do, you nice believe, do you believe like Area 51, all the alien encounters and stuff like that, and all the people who say like, "Hey, I've had alien encounters." Yes and no. What's the yes? What's the no? <laughs> I think most of them are full of fucking shit and have mental issues. But I bet okay. there's like a couple that maybe actually happened and because they're associated with people with mental issues, then their story gets kind of thrown to the wayside and there's not a lot of support behind it. But I don't know. I, I bet there's been in all the time. I mean, how many people have claimed it? Like thousands, thousands, thousands dude, thousands. There's gotta be one that actually happened. There has to be. What about you, Ty? What have, what's been your opinion on aliens before the last couple of weeks? And UFOs. Uh, I mean, I I definitely never thought aliens like didn't exist or anything like that. But did you ever I thought mean, we had alien encounters here on no, Earth? No, I would say I I wouldn't. I would, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't know what to believe now. I mean, I, I I mean, it's not like the shit that they showed. I mean, it was very strange, but like that's hard. Those are 
hard videos to like completely change your mind and have like a clear picture of anything really you're just like what the fuck was that yeah i mean i I kind of feel the same way you do like whenever i heard stuff like growing up and even over the last few years because rogan's obsessed with all that shit like Mm -hmm. these are always loony bins like the people he would have on to talk about their ufo experiences all sounded absolutely crazy and full of shit um but so for those who haven't seen the story that came out over the last week or so Jeremy Corbell, um, who actually has a Netflix documentary about Bob Lazar, a guy who used to work for the military on alien technology. They were on Rogan a few years ago talking about this documentary and all this crazy, crazy stuff. Um, He somehow got leaked footage of what they referred to as the Tic Tac. The Tic Tac is something that's been seen by multiple Navy ships um, pretty much defying all logic and, and defying all gravity. And they have no idea what it is. So they refer to it as a UFO. And it kind of shows, I think the original footage um, was Commander David Schraber. And he was like a very well-respected Navy general. And he's for years, like not a loony at all, said like, yeah, this was real. Like I witnessed it with my own eyes. This thing just going from like 10,000 feet to 20 feet to 10,000 feet to 20 feet, disappearing out of thin air. And people were like, all right, like kind of weird, kind of sketchy. And then this video came out and it showed it, do it. It showed the thing literally just hovering. It showed it go down into the water and then just go back up and disappear instantly. And there was no trace of it in the water no trace of it. They couldn't find it on their radar after that. Um, and that's really all they've said about it. Like there hasn't been many, because I guess that's really all they know about or they're willing to say, but it's certainly super interesting. Yeah. But the U S military has confirmed the authenticity of several videos. Yeah. Images. I don't know if it was yeah. that specific one that they did. Um, there's there's but- no doubt in my mind that that footage in the TikTok is a real Tic Tac, <laughs> not TikTok. TikTok. But the Tic Tac is a real thing at this point. Um, and I, th- this says too that the uh, next month, um, the director of national intelligence are scheduled or is scheduled to uh, like deliver unclassified reports on UFOs to Congress. Yeah, I, I know Marco Rubio has been a big voice in, in the UFOs, um, and like I don't know, just kind of, and I don't know what you guys think. I mean, I guess there's really only three three things that that this could actually be one it's it's ours and they're just not telling anyone about it we've yeah, but you don't this. think if it was ours they would have released a statement saying this is an unidentified flying object well, again i'm not saying that's the likely option i'm just saying like maybe it, it like that's mm-hmm. something second it's like china or russia or some other superpower ish country that has developed this technology and I guess the third, which again, kind of brings us back to the beginning of this conversation. It's, it's not from this earth. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, I mean, I, I think that there has to be, I'm not saying I'm not giving percentages for any of those three, but I think you have to at least entertain the fact that it may be something that wasn't invented on earth. That's all. Like uh, my question is why the fuck is this shit so secret to begin with? I think all, all military intel and information is top secret until it's declassified. I guess, yeah, if it's military, then yeah. I, I guess. But it's like the, the public stands no harm from showing this. 
Well, and how about the public's reaction or lack thereof? Like, this yeah, isn't even no making the shares. news, dude. <laughs> like, how is it not making the news that the military is saying that UFOs are a real thing? Sagar, like, you you would think shit. he really has been. Yeah. You you would think that this would be front page news everywhere in the world, right? Like, and everybody starts freaking out, and they're just like, "Nope, doesn't even make the headlines." We 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 care more about he she other and other pronouns than unidentified aerial phenomenon or UFOs or whatever. It's, it's, it's pretty scary that like, there's not even any remote interest in what's going on with this. It's so, it's so messed up. Cause I guess, cause it's not divisive. Yeah. Cause I saw it. Follow the hate doesn't follow the hate ink criteria. We, we, we can't form sides on this shit. Nah, fuck it. We don't need it. I saw some uh, articles and whatnot on, you know, Twitter the day it came out. Um, you know, and then Rising had a segment or two on it. But yeah, other than that, I have seen absolutely nothing. Yeah. Which is just insane. Would you guys rather have it be alien or not from this earth or technology that China or Russia or Iran have that we can't even understand yet? Or that we have. Or that we have, yeah. I think I would say I'd rather it. I guess. Of course, I'd rather have it be our technology if sure. that's an option. Yeah, yeah. still, yeah, it's still fucking that in sketchy, there. dude. That if it that's is. the case, that our government is fucking manufacturing things that can do that. Yeah, I mean, I find that I, to be like the least plausible scenario that it's that it's like man-made. Like that's just I, if you, I, if you I see the video, it's literally impossible. But if if you watch that Netflix documentary, I didn't watch the whole thing, but the guy, he specifically talked about the technology he worked on in the 70s and 80s in this like Nevada military base that was top secret was like gravity bending pretty much. Or like you didn't need a propulsion system. You yeah. use gravity itself or something that i can't wrap yep. my mind around no no propulsion freely. no wings there's no sign of any of that so, so if, that, if that guy's telling the truth and who knows if he is that means either it's the same technology now we're seeing from this alien or we've figured out a way to use it yeah i guess so but maybe it is more plausible than i want to give credit to than you know if that's the kind of research they were doing there that guy also sounded like an absolute loony bit on his. That's the problem. Well, of course, like how, the problem. how can you sound sane talking about this stuff? But going back to what you asked, Jared, I guess we never answer it. Of the two initial options, would you rather it be extraterrestrials or China, Russia, Iran? I'd rather have it be extraterrestrials. Me too, because I don't yeah. think there's. I mean, there hasn't been any evidence <laughs> that extraterrestrials want to be like you know reenact war of the worlds on us so yeah i would i would rather it be that than who would last longer more you're world. adam or u.s and, and china and, and world war uh extraterrestrial i think it depends out of the three of us out of the three of <laughs> i'm would, just kidding i'm what <laughs> Well, I was thinking Jared oh, and I were getting God. ready. Honestly, guys, it's so dumb. I, my, my my opinion would change on this one. I'd probably just commit suicide. I, I would want no. I would want no interest in living in an apocalyptic world <laughs> like War of the Worlds with what aliens putting us in concentration camps. What if you're like the Tom Cruise that saves the world? Nope, never want to be a world saver. No interest. Too much responsibility. You don't want to save the world, Mo? No. Not even a little bit. No, that's that's a <laughs> lot of pressure. What if you can save the entire world except China? 
I don't want to save anybody that I don't know. No is a loose term. You, you, mean, you mean it to be more restrictive than it sounds. I, I, yeah, I literally mean like my close circle of people I love. <laughs> Those are the only ones I care about saving. So you would a- anybody else a- like that's way too much responsibility for me. So I guess you've you've ruled out any possibility of being in law enforcement or anything where you're just dealing with strangers like ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't be a cop. I could not be a cop. That's a tough job. Or just like in the FBI or like any other oh, government. F that. Well, I, all, all it would take is literally like them telling me to do one thing that I know just goes against my morals. And I would just snap. I, I'd make it a week before I, I had to quit. That guy, right, Mo, we're just going to have you spy on these 300 people through their iPhone microphones. <laughs> Tell me if they say anything about Palestine. All right. It's like, F that. You'd be like Snowden and then you'd expose yeah. it. And then, you know, exile into <laughs> some Eastern European country. Whistleblowers are some of the most messed up things ever, man. Not them themselves. I'm pro whistleblower, how they're treated. It's so messed up. Well, you get it, whistle, the whistleblowers were safe in uh, the UFO story, so. Or they weren't they, identified, right? I guess not. Yeah, maybe they are dead at this point. So Snowden should have just kept himself anonymous, that idiot. It'd be interesting to see if these reports come out, though. And, like, it, dude, if they can get. Like, if the government can verify, like, some any sort of like detailed picture video, because that one was like a shadow kind of, you know what yeah. I mean? But it, yeah, but I think it was like a long distance thermal camera yeah, or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Um, like, man, that would be something. That would what, be what if it's like signs where it literally just shows the footage of the alien on everybody's TV? <laughs> Holy. <laughs> Dude, that scene. See, see, that, like I, I said, I so, shit myself on that. At that, scene. that movie's scary. I yeah. said um, earlier that like, what harm would it cause to release that information? I guess like if you show everybody a like, fucking alien. Yeah, like just like signs, like a hat, hat, just ha- just see like half of a body go into like a cornfield. Oh my god. Like people minds. would probably kill themselves because they're so afraid. <laughs> Jared would. He would kill himself. He just said. No, well, dude, I wouldn't we, do it just for one alien. It'd be when they brought their weapons and they started invading us, and I would be, I'm out. <laughs> well, I mean, so do you like, think it's it's a, the government's responsibility to hide that information from people? It's a good, it's a good question. Because um, that's kind of everything we're against, right? Like the government dictating what, we, what we're smart enough or ready enough to know. Like, would that be an exception to the rule? I don't know what the right answer is to that one. That's tough. I, I, I you kind of see both sides to it. Like oh, if they know an like, alien, we wouldn't call to to for them to disclose like military intelligence to citizens. Like that's yeah, well within the realm of something that is should be hidden from everyday people. And based on how society reacted to COVID in America, like if we had to give society a score of how well we came together to fight a pandemic, which is literally just a bad flu. I'd give us a D minus. Like, didn't kill everybody, but we didn't do too well. Mm. So how, how would we do if they were like, all right, Americans, we're speaking to you and letting you know this for your own protection. An alien invasion is coming in 72 hours. Stock up on the food. <laughs> Stock up on guns and ammunition. 
this is going to be the fight of our lives, it would implode America. Dude, or there would be people getting all. slaughtered just over <laughs> loaves of bread. What what's that movie where like there's no uh, no laws for 48 hours? The purge. The purge. It'd be the purge. purge. Yeah, it would literally be the purge, dude. Dude, that's what Steve Robinson well, always talks about. He's like, I've got a stockpile of like non-perishable foods and guns, and like <laughs> everyone always laughs at him. He's like, you're fucking psychotic. I thought about it. I, I bought a stockpile of stuff for when COVID happened. Yeah, I think everyone kind of brought like a little bit of stuff. And it's all just still sitting there, onion, freaking <laughs> cans these, of beans and soup and shit. I don't all these non, non-perishables. Just, I don't yeah. know that a lot of people did that. Bought a bunch of beans and soup. <laughs> I just bought stuff that's not going to go bad. Do you think well, you're going to be man. fucking locked away for half a year? Yeah, there, there, there was a chance. Dude. They thought it was going to kill way more people than it did. What was the original um, estimations? They thought a potential 5% uh, death rate. That's high. Uh, if 5% of people contracted. Considering how many people there are in, on the planet. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, so that's why I was scared. Well, I guess to close on it, like you both brought up like these hypothetical situations. If, if people in the United States or the world were at one point convinced that aliens were attacking or coming or they existed, how they would react. That actually did happen. You guys know that whole story about the, no. the war of the world. Sorry. So like, this is well, like the 40 40- a real war of the world. Well, no, I, I gotta, no. So it was ba- back in the day when radio became a big thing, like in the thirties and forties, like they used to have like little plays and like shows that would be broadcasted over the radio that, you know, instead of like, WEI would just be like someone reading a book and this happened like I forget I think it was in the 40s that they were reading George Orwell's I think it's George Orwell War of the Worlds which is a super old book and some people tuned in like in the middle of the recording and this wasn't a lot of people but they heard like aliens are coming this is happening and some people literally jumped out of their windows and committed oh suicide. God. It wasn't that like be hundreds of people, <laughs> but it was enough for like people for a split second really thought that we were being invaded by an alien species and they literally took their own lives. So I kind of, we have an ex- a small example if people were convinced that aliens were attacking. Again, that was in the 40s or whatever. So yeah, but there's a difference between aliens attacking and like, hey, we've seen an alien before. True. I'm just so like, saying, I, but that I, that's I the, still think people would lose their fucking minds, though. Which well, that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. That, that, that's my point. That was just a, a, a simple radio broadcast that wasn't even fucking real. It was a, they're reading a book. So yeah, if they said people saw an alien, yeah, I, I agree. People people would be looting. It would be like some of the BLM shit, but like on steroids across the entire world. Like we're saying, America, the whole world would lose their shit. Yeah, it'd be it'd be wild. So it'll be interesting to see what leaks next or what comes out next. You're in the perfect place to stock up on ammunition and fire. Yeah, I think there's still like an ammo shortage. People say. Did you have? Did you get a gun since you've been down there, or no? No. You can just buy them at a convenience store, right? Pretty much. (laughs) Give me a pack of uh, Tic Tacs and uh, 12 caliber, please. What kind of gun? I don't know, 12 caliber. I just made that up. <laughs> it could be a real gun. I don't know. I'm Googling it. 12 it caliber. I just pull that out of my ass. I have no idea if that's a real gun. It is 12 millimeter caliber. Yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's a, a revolver. It's caliber of the bullet. Yeah. It's what? It's a little. It's a little revolver, till millimeter. Perfect. Well, they, I'm sure they wouldn't have the automatic rifles or semi-automatic rifles at the convenience store. You got to go to Walmart for that shit. I mean, Adam, you've played a lot of shooting video games in your life. What would be your preferred gun and weapons of choice for the alien invasion? The assault rifle. <laughs> the Halo assault rifle. The Halo assault rifle. No, it'd be the Halo semi-automatic one because then you get more kill shots with that. You get the little scope. Maybe, the, Coven- see- maybe the Covenant laser rifle <laughs> so you can tell which which shooting games i played in my life not actual r- realistic ones pretty wild and maybe that's what we need we need to harness that alien technology it's well, area 51 we'll have to uh we'll have to do another segment on it once they release that shit and see if it's anything uh interesting yeah all right what's next adam apple did you guys read that story? I, I read it quickly, but it was like yeah, I, I, I read it before we record. So you, you might be better off teeing us off on that one, Ty. So this was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, someone that worked for Apple. This is how kind of like the story broke before we found out more. But someone from Apple uh, was essentially let go for. What well, did he end up getting let go? I just saw the petition part. No, he's fired. He he doesn't work there anymore. And uh, it was over, like, you know, employees raising concern over a book he read. Or, excuse me, a book that he wrote in the past. So this guy's name is, like, Antonio... um, Shit, it was Antonio something Martinez. And he, uh, he actually got recruited... By Apple. He was formerly like in product development or something like that at Facebook. And Apple had recruited him to come and work for them. So this guy moved, like sold his house, moved to Washington or wherever. Garcia, Ty, that was the middle name you're looking for. Thank you. Um, and uh, so uproots his life, moves. And when he was hired, everybody knew that he wrote this book and chaos monkeys yeah so it's just like a book about i had never heard of you guys no i'd never heard never. Of <laughs> no um but he uh you know he it was actually one like npr book of the year so it was that really he's you know, he actually like yeah Shit. pretty successful um but <clears throat> he it, it was like very benign so it you saw the the excerpts and stuff like that that they called out. Yeah, like he was being like like misogynistic very or sexist. Misogynistic. He was like referring to like the uh, like Silicon Valley, all the women in Silicon Valley, like they're like weak minded or sh- shit like that. Yeah, and so again, this is an autobiography. So this is just got this guy telling stories throughout his life, and these things come up. Um, it reminds me of who's our Australian buddy. Who? Scott. What's his name? The guy we interviewed. Oh. Um, oh, your boy. Yeah, what's his name? Nah, I always see his Instagram stories. I know. You guys follow him. I don't. Scott Newman. Scott Newsome. Scott. Newman. Scott, no. Scott Newman. It, yeah, I think it's Scott Newman. <laughs> I think it's Scott. <laughs> I think it's Scott Newman. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, you joining it's, Scott it's, if you're still listening. <laughs> it, it's very similar to his book, just like his sexcapades. Yeah. 
And so this is one of the uh, the quotes. This is like the one that gets called out the most. Most women in the Bay Area are soft and weak, uh, cosseted and naive, despite their claims of worldliness and generally full of shit. They have their self-regarding entitlement feminism and ceaselessly vaunt in their independence. But the reality is, come the epidemic, plague, or foreign invasion, they become precisely the sort of useless baggage you trade uh, for a box of shotgun shells <laughs> or a jerry can of diesel. So he like he had written that book years before getting recruited by Apple. Apple knew about the book. Yeah. I think Apple even they mentioned in here that they might have like asked him a question or two about it. So gets hired and then employees from Apple write a letter to management demanding a full investigation into this guy and like so I'll read a couple of highlights. We demand an investigation into how his published views on women and people of color were missed or ignored, along with a clear plan of action to prevent this from happening again. We are entitled to insight into how the, uh, the people team intends to mitigate this risk. Uh, we demand assurance that Mr. Garcia Martinez and any who share his harmful views will not be involved in hiring, interviewing, or performance decisions during their tenures at Apple. Finally, we expect and deserve a full, transparent, intentional, and detailed strategy from Apple to ensure our culture of inclusion is strong enough, strong enough to protect our team members against any biases like these that any new hire brings. I, lo I love that little line in there. We not only expect, but we deserve. And demand. I think they said demand. Probably through demand in there too, yeah. Since since when is employment a democracy? I, I missed that one. I never got a vote at what the hell my corporation does. Haven't we heard this story like seventy different times from different companies? Like it's it's always yes. these employees just like banding together and Thinking demanding that employment like management do something about a hire of someone because they don't like one thing about them. Like this happens so many times, and we've talked about so many of these instances on this podcast. What do you think our great grandparents who form a union to demand overtime and weekends off and safety conditions at work would feel about the demands that this millennial workforce cares about? It's about as emasculating as it could possibly be for it's, this the, man yeah. said mean things about women. <laughs> Not even mean things. He doesn't think, douchey things. I don't think misogyny existed with our great grandparents. <laughs> no. Just, that was just normal banter. Right. Yeah, your mic sounds like shit. You got to fix it. It sounds like shit? Yeah. Yes. What does it sound like? When you got up to stretch or whatever, it's like it changed. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. I can hear it a lot better now. Not not like in a good way. I can like <laughs> hear how it's different. Better, better in a bad way? I'll better in a bad way, yeah. <laughs> Well, to, to, to fill the dead air, I mean, at least, <laughs> at least, um, at, at least Apple, you know, at least the employees can be, you know, firm in their stance that, you know, it's not like their company is involved in any immoral Testing. activities or anything like that. So they have a lot of ground to stand on. 
Can you speak Testing. Jared? Does this work? Yes, thank you. Nice. Can you not hear me? Like how? No, we, better. We can fucking hear you. We can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> like how? And can you hear me? <laughs> can you fucking imagine being at a company and like, like just try to picture it happening like at our workplace? Like, someone gets hired. You find out like they wrote a book years ago, and in that book, there are a couple passages that you find offensive. And for that reason... That, that are maybe a little distasteful at worst. <laughs> yeah, like... And you decide that it's the right thing to do to band together and demand an investigation into how we could have possibly hired this person, how it, we can make sure it'll never happen again, and then demand that our company like basically make this right to us. Because they hired someone. And where were these employees? Where were these employees when it came out that Apple was using Uyghur Muslim labor in their manufacturing plants in Literally, China? Where, where were they for standing up against a genocide? They don't which, give shit about slave labor, but a hint of that story just broke. Yeah. Right? About yeah. Them find, yeah. About them yep. finding out that they use slave labor. Like, but hey, as long as we fire anybody who says anything bad about women and right. we don't do any business in Georgia because they don't give them water in the election line, we're good. I would and hope that this like, guy can sue, right? And like make some serious money. I mean, how do you fire someone? Probably not for losing, probably not for losing his job now. All employee, employer relationship laws in the U.S. are very employer friendly. We have like no rights. We're all employees at will. So we get pretty much no protection for shit like that. It sucks. I mean, that's insane. You can just fire someone because they're like, yeah, well, we're getting yelled at by our employees. So sorry. I mean, obviously, nobody's. It, in... No, so I was just saying, like, no one's defending misogyny. Like, we're not saying, like, it's it should be acceptable. But for someone wow. to literally lose their. <laughs> for someone to literally lose their career and be fired because of a couple of comments like that in a, in a book that, I mean, like you said, Ty, it was a popular book, but Apple knew about it. Apple was fully aware when they hired this mm -hmm. guy, according to what you said, why do the employees get to dictate what employment does, what, what the administration does? Yeah, people's minds have just become so polluted that they just, for very good reason, believe that, hey, if we just make enough noise, we can get done literally whatever we want done as a fucking mob group. mentality it's mob rule and and they don't use it for anything good nope <laughs> no they don't, they don't use that to demand higher wages or demand better health care or you know yeah right where where is the exact you're so right this man said things i don't agree with and that make me feel bad like that Let's that reflects him. more poorly on that person as a human being than that guy writing that shit does like how fucking weak minded are you and there's probably other terms I could use that are better but like how weak minded are you that something like that can trigger you to the point where you need to call for someone to be fired from a job because you can't stand to be around someone who wrote those passages in a book years ago like what yeah I mean that's wrong with the, the definition of a social justice warrior dude definition of it you think it's just all like young people our age? 
Yeah. Did, did, did it give the ages younger. of the people no. that no didn't? And it's, again, it's also, gotta be people our age. I'm sure. And, and, uh, and again, it's another example of like, you're, you're taking a lot of time out of your life to focus on this one specific thing. Your life must be pretty fucking awesome that you don't really, really have anything to worry about. It just comes back to the whole privilege shit. Like you see all these people on Twitter and shit that really have no skin in the game and their lives are fucking awesome, but they're just so fucking bored that they have to write letters to get people fired for something they said in an autobiography. They must not have that much going on in their lives if they want to, if they want to uh, de- uh, de- dedicate this much time and effort into getting someone fired at their, at their company. And you know what the sick part is? Is they think that doing this, they're in doing this, they're making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. They really do. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're leaving their mark on the world with uh, this fucking letter by demanding, will, calling for people's jobs. That's what irks me the most about all of this cancel stuff is the fact that the repercussions of you guys canceling somebody for something that they did, warranted or not is having a direct impact on their ability to provide for their family, something that has nothing to do with what they did or say that might have been off color or offended you. Like, yes, sure, maybe you should not get an endorsement deal with Coca-Cola. I don't know, whatever. But like, just because somebody offends you, you think they shouldn't be able to work and support their family? Who the hell are you to play God with these people's lives? That, that's, that's it, Jan. They're literally playing fucking God with, with... Yeah. Yeah, but that's an important distinction, too, is it's like, it's not like we're we're doing... And we would probably do a similar segment because it's still ridiculous, especially for, you know, that kind of comment. Um, you know, it's different losing a, a partnership, a sponsorship, someone you know, paying you to just be a representative of the company. Yeah. Like this is this man's employment and life. His career. Right. So that's, I totally agree. It's just so, I can't believe these people do it thinking it's virtuous. I, I mean, I get I, your mind work that way where they, you, that you convince sleep. yourself that this is good. They sleep very well at night. But they all go to therapy and have deep-rooted issues, let's be real. Taking anxiety meds. Yeah, they all they all sleep well at night, but they have deep-rooted issues that lead you to have symptoms that act like this. Sure. Somebody who's got good mental health doesn't cancel people. Fuck, Generally yeah, not, so I would crazy. think. I mean, I can so- totally see the same thing happening at Schneider. Like, if there was somebody who was hired and something leaked a bad Facebook post or whatever, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, enough people put it together that they would get rid of that person. They're all for, like, whatever the latest trend is, AAPI, Black Indigenous People of Color, he for she. Like, we've done them all at Schneider. Babies? We haven't got to the babies yet. I'm sure that's next. And like, you know, of course, all over Twitter, not all over Twitter, I would say it's pretty mixed between like support, you know, for him and then, you know, being like a lot of people are really like, you know, the only person that's to blame for him getting fired is him. I mean, there were a lot of people that said that Rubio said that. No, no, no. There were a lot of people commenting on the stories and articles that were written about it saying he's got no one to blame but himself. I mean, an unpopular opinion with the masses, but I don't think a lot of what he said in his book 
was wrong. Like these are literally, he's talking about social justice warriors in San Francisco who like act like they're tougher than nails Silicon Ga- that work in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as they're dealt with the tiniest bit of adversity, they crumble. That's probably a pretty accurate way to describe the liberal right. millennial generation, a, a little exaggerated and for effect for trying sure. to sell a book and making and, it and definitely sounded douchey, distasteful and douchey. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But worth losing your job. No, Absolutely. Maybe I don't ever want to write a book. Cross that one off the wall. I'll wait till I'm fire. Yeah. Then I'll write the book. <laughs> yeah, a few things would get by the goalie, Mo, if you wrote a book. Yeah. You need, you need Luckily, nobody knows who it's about this podcast. Thank goodness. <laughs> My book's grammar and writing would be so bad, I would need a team of editors to make it even readable. I am not a writer. We, we would, it would happen to us if this podcast ever hit the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't tell anybody what the name of it is. Right. Anybody anybody who asks is out of these thoughts aren't Republic. <laughs> yeah. But I just decided to put them on the airwaves. Uh, as we put it on <laughs> Apple fucking hidden, podcast. Hidden just in the cave in the deep corners of it's Apple. It's a needle in a haystack. Um all right, what what next, Jared? Yeah, good old um Palestine Palestine and Jerusalem conflict. Yeah, we didn't really talk much about it last time at all. Yeah. The, what do you think uh, about US... everything that's happened so far? Oh, it's a lot, man. It's a lot to unpack. So the series of events, and you guys keep me honest, but the way I heard them happen was um, kind of what started this, you know, reigniting the conflict between these two countries was they were trying to do what they were calling evictions in certain um, Israel was trying to do evictions in certain areas of Palestine. They were just kicking people out of their homes against their will with no legal basis or whatever. And then following up to that, they actually broke into the mosques in Ramadan and set off smoke grenades and started beating the shit out of people in the mosques. So pretty much just like causing chaos, right? So the, um, which I don't know a lot about who the Hamas are but i think hamas are kind of like an extremist group within the palestinians yeah they started firing missiles back at israel and they've pretty much been at war since now there's hundreds of people dead which is pretty wild and the united states politician has doubled down on their support for israel throughout this entire thing it's so gross i wouldn't say every there are definitely some dissenters most most have it was Twenty six members of Congress signed the letter to Biden saying that this isn't okay. Twenty six out of how many hundreds? Five hundred yeah. plus. Yeah. So yeah. So not not enough to overwhelming get overwhelming like, majority. Yeah. Like you said, Ty, like I haven't seen one tweet supporting Palestine. I've just seen like the stuff about Rashida. It's a squad basically. Is yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So nobody with a lot of power has come to bat for Palestine. It's all just doubling down on Israel, even though Israel has been the aggressor in everything that's been happening the last yeah or so. And you can argue uh, they've been the aggressor in a lot of things that have happened in the last 100 years. That, that, that's what I was going to ask you. So they were talking about it on Crystal and Kyle and friends. I was listening to today about when the uh, genocide happened in 49, pretty much where they kicked out all of the Palestinians. Did we help support Israel during that? Because no we must have had to place the Palestinians somewhere when we created the state of Israel. It's not like it was just empty. Yeah, but I think I, I think you're overestimating. Like after after the UN helped 
create yeah. Israel. It wasn't like we were there, like, you know, checking on things. It was like, all right, you guys, like, it's Israel. Now play nice. And they roped off, you know, they actually designated areas like, you know, this is Israel. This is for Jews. This is for Palestinians. And like days after that decision was made, actually, like, I think it was 1947, which is when they were starting to talk about it becoming a state. They immediately went to war. And not surprising, dude. You literally just put not two groups of people that hate each other right. and say, this is a good idea. Let's put yeah. one of them in the other one's backyard. Right. And, <laughs> and, and it wasn't like they put anyone anywhere. It was like they've already been there. So it, well, they, they created the state of Israel. And I thought that's where they sent all the Jews who were kind of displaced from Europe. Well, a lot of Jews were already going there years before that. It wasn't like they said, okay, time to time for everyone. To yeah, that's where all the Jesus stuff was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. This, this idea of Zionism, which was like some book that someone, some guy wrote in like the 1890s. I pretty much said like it was, it was the, it was the Jewish destiny to yeah. populate the Holy Land. So like people since like the end of World War I and around the gen- around Holocaust, obviously, more Jews migrated there because the Jewish population, I think was like the smallest in like the 1920s in that area. Cause there were Christians in there too, because all three of those religions, they all, they all yeah. come back there. That's ground zero in, in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, as time went on, the Jewish population became a lot larger. And obviously, you know, when that became public and like, this is your, this is the, uh, you know, pretty much Jewish um, asylum state, essentially. Obviously, more people came, but it was already a decent amount of Jewish people there when the fighting started, and um, pretty lopsided. Like I think it was 1947 when that first, 1948 when that first war happened, and like all like Jordan, Syria, all these Middle Eastern countries were all like backing the Palestinians, and yeah, and they're Arab brothers. Yeah, and Israel won out despite all of that. And then they fought again in like the sixties and then Israel won out again, because again, who are they backed by? You know, UN, the UN and, and obviously the United States. Yeah, so. the strongest fucking superpower in the, yeah. in the world. And, and I'm pretty sure other than maybe Saudi Arabia, they're the largest customer when it comes to buying weapons from the U S we sell them so many weapons. We sold them $750 million in more weapons yesterday. Yeah. As yeah, this is going on. Look, I was just about to look that up. Yeah. And, it was and, like yeah. 700 and something. Yeah. Close to 750. We devote more money to like that country so, than we want to do for like the fucking climate change and shit that everyone's blabbering about. Yeah. So it's like Millions that right there. More. Like th- that isolated incident of that transaction in arms deals. While this is going on, it says all you need to know. And, I, I think and, that's and, that's and Biden's trying to say anything, you know, by just saying nothing, and just says like he supports a ceasefire. Then why are you selling? Actually, yeah. selling them almost a, a billion dollars in weapons right now. You're you're arming the entire Israeli military as you demand a ceasefire. That couldn't be more contradictory. Like this the, the actual headline David versus Goliath scenario, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the actual headline of what he said to um, what's the prime minister Netanyahu? Netanyahu. Netanyahu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. Do you mind winding down the violence? Like winding down is like, all right, you don't have to go to bed yet, but soon. <laughs> don't be getting crazy now. Don't be getting worked up. Hey, Nettie, yeah. Hey, Nettie, he wanted to just, you know, no soda. just a tad, just a tad bit. Try not to hit any more AP buildings. 
This, this is a tweet from three days ago. A tweet from the White House. Today, the president spoke with Israeli Prime Minister uh, Netanyahu, uh, comma, reaffirmed his support uh, for Israel's right to defend itself against rocket attacks from Hamas and the other terrorist groups in Gaza and condemned the indiscriminate attacks against Israel. So messed up, dude. As if, as if there's no grounds for them to retaliate at all. And so messed up. Hey, what I was thinking about was, like, if you look at how we treat them and Saudi Arabia, you wonder how much of it is because they're such a big part of the military industrial complex. Like, we're not in any hot wars right now, but these countries are. Like, Saudi Arabia just bombs Yemen every single day with Raytheon bombs and Boeing bombs. And, like, you see this stuff, too. So, like, you wonder maybe that's part of the reason why these politicians are so scared to say something against these countries. Yeah, I mean, politics and money. Uh, Kalinsky had this clip. This was uh, Joe Biden way back in the day as a senator. If we look at the Middle East, I think it's about time we stop those of us who support, as most of us do, Israel in this body, for apologizing for our support for Israel. There's no apology to be made. None. It is the best $3 billion investment we make. Were there not an Israel, the United States of America would have to invent an Israel to protect her interest in the region. It's a ballsy take. No surprise. And also, that doesn't even sound like the same human as our president. <laughs> well, and he still looks defense, old. That was a long time ago. That was in the 80s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 80s or 90s, but yeah. Like, I, you know. So fucked up. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, obviously, I guess it needs to be said. It's like there's terrible shit going on with those terrorist groups killing Israelis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how. Yeah, they're certainly not innocent. Not at all. But, I mean, people have It's it's like you're getting evicted from your home because other people of other faith want to colonize where you are. Yeah, because you're not Jewish, deciding. you need to lose right. your home. Yeah, this is literally like Jim Crow shit. Like we talked about Jim Crow like like a month ago. Like this is literally it. Like they are second class citizens in every way possible. Yeah, and they have a yeah, it's like messed no up. territory. <laughs> it's shrinking by the day. Yeah. I mean, you guys have seen those maps over the yeah. years, right? Since yeah, like the it's 40s. messed up. It's, it's super messed up. So that's why, if you guys remember, like, however many months back with that peace deal where, like, they were talking about the Trump Middle East peace deal was so amazing. It's like, no, all it did was just give more power to Israel. It might as well have just been called the Israeli deal. Like, Yeah, what, what it did was all the Arab countries turned their back on Palestine because they gave them bribes to align with Israel. And, and Trump to this day uh, uses that as one of his biggest claims. The to Abraham Accords, as he refers to it. Sounds quite holy. <laughs> Very holy. I also learned what an Iron Dome is. I did not know that ever existed. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. I, 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 as terrible as some of those videos are, you have to like stop and like think, holy shit, like that is insane technology to like see like those missiles get fired. And as soon as those, those little fucking like, they look giant like fireflies just like flying around. They just, they just go right at those missiles. It's fucking insane. Yeah. They, it was actually, they were talking about it on. So I started listening to Eddie's podcast on Barstool um, today. 
Uh, it's like the wake up dog or something like that. What's the name of it? Walk the dog or something. Walk the dog. Um, and they were talking about that for some reason. And the guy was explaining how it works. It's all AI based. So you wheel it out. It detects every missile in the air, where it's going to land and its exact speed blows them out of the sky. And if it's going to land somewhere and not near civilians, it lets it go. That's insane. And they said it was something like 98% effective so far in Israel. It got 98% of the missiles. But guess how much each like cart costs and every time you fire it? Half a billion dollars. Yeah, $50 million to use it. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. Worth it though. Um, I mean, it's definitely worth it. It saves thousands of lives. Yeah, I, 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 I get an Iron Dome for my for my place. You need one? You never, you never know. I don't know. If you got any <laughs> missiles flying in Newport, that'd be bad. <laughs> shit, I forgot to turn it off. Shit. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Um, I thought that this clip from from this guy, uh, I saw Crystal Ball retweet it. Uh, was was pretty telling. Like, and I think it puts it in perspective uh, in a way that everyone can probably understand. And is supported? So, or is- so it's not a complex issue. That's the big thing. It's super simple. There's one group that has enormous power. It's the most powerful country in the Middle East. It's backed by the United States. It acts on another population of people with total impunity and is never held accountable for anything. So there's no symmetry in the relationship, period. And just as like a thought experiment, IDW people, if we know that if somehow a population of Jewish refugees ended up in West Bank and Gaza and an Arabic government in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv had an open air prison in, in what, you know, Jewish Gaza, which they bombed with white phosphorus, they killed civilians indiscriminately and they had no uh, provisions for medicine. They had an embargo that blocked food, that the electricity wasn't running, that there was an over 48% unemployment rate, life expectancy and malnutrition statistics were horrifying. The, uh, one of the major uh, policymakers in this hypothetical Arabic-Palestinian state said, we need to put those Jews on a diet. In the West Bank, there was another Jewish area where there was a little bit more autonomy, but there was regular Arabic settlements where they pulled up the Jewish farmers' foods, they terrorized them with rocks, the security forces broke children's bones, and they couldn't drive their own roads. We'd all have no problem understanding what that was. So messed up, man. <laughs> and don't you agree with him? Like, Which part? His, his whole example right there at the end where he's saying, if the tables were turned here in an Arabic state, we're doing this to a Jewish population, all those things that he was talking about, he'd say, nobody would be saying right now this is a complex issue. That would be nobody's yeah, you're right. take. Here you're totally America. right. Or if, yeah, if it was any type of white people, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess it, well, it shows that we're choosing to prioritize our relationship with an important ally over crimes against humanity we're with Israel. That's and with Saudi Arabia, like, we we should unpack that one episode, the crisis in Yemen that's been going on for the past few years. Which I don't of know just, about it at all. Honestly. Neither do I. All I know is Saudi Arabia just rains bombs on Yemen nonstop, and we just let it happen. Do <laughs> you imagine living in the Middle East, dude? No. Um, did you remember? This is going to be super random, but do you remember the girl who worked at the Starbucks in the Philippines at the like? really nice Starbucks in Moa that we used to stop at some mornings. 
No, I do not remember the woman that worked there. No. <laughs> so she like randomly hit me up on Facebook. Um, and I was like making small talk with her. This is like last week. And she lives in freaking Saudi Arabia now as an air uh, flight attendant for Saudi Airlines. Like, could you imagine going to live in one of these countries? No. Insane. Yeah. I asked how it was. She said, it's great. And didn't go into too many details. They probably have those beehives just watching her. I always say to Hashem that I, I really want to go and visit Jordan with him. I mean, I would do that. Like, as I would, I would go guide. visit parts of the Middle East. Yeah. I, I would go visit Israel too. Like, I would love to see the old city and all that. There's tons of history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a little bit of history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just wait for things to calm down a little bit. So I think I great falafels and hummus. So you referenced, um, you know, Adam talked about it, all these politicians that are, you know, uh, refusing to condemn any part of what Israel is doing. And Jared, you brought up that Israel leveled a building that included foreign media, Al Jazeera and the Associated Press, right? They leveled that building. This is fucking... Republican Senator Tom Cotton uh, to Congress just theorizing uh, the AP's role in that. Why is the Associated Press sharing a building with Hamas? Surely these intrepid reporters knew who their neighbors were. Did they knowingly allow themselves to be used as human shields by a U.S. designated terrorist organization? Did the AP pull its punches and decline to report for years on Hamas's misdeeds? The, uh, cons- uh, baking up a conspiracy that the AP knowingly shared a building with Hamas to be used as human shields. So messed up. Who was that? That was Tom Cotton? Yeah. Like, if you ever watch any of these, I don't, I don't watch them, but, like, the um, just the statements that people make in Congress, like, it's just literally hours of people going up there and lying and bullshitting. Yeah. None of them have telling a... Telling stories. Telling stories. It's insane. This was uh, Alan Dershowitz, too. You get, inadvertently, you get the social media supporting Hamas, the New York Times supporting Hamas, and it sends a very powerful message. Do it again. Kill children, you know, kill civilians, attack, 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 commit war crimes. You'll prevail on this because of the anti-Semitism that stimulates so much of this. And you can be a Jew and an anti-Semite. You know, Biden uh, has made some statements uh, positively, and I commend him for that. But Bernie Sanders, who's Jewish, is a self-hating Jew. Oh, my God. I hope I hate these people so much. <laughs> they, they don't even try and hide just how partisan hacks they are. It's insane. It's now like they're they're doing the same fucking game that the Democrats do. Yeah. They, when, yeah. when people are talking about the atrocities of the Israeli government, he says that's anti-Semitism. It's just ridiculous. That's the most. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. That's such bullshit. And that's yeah. what they're all doing. Like, especially like the GOP. All they're all they want to say is like, you know, oh, it's it's because of anti-Semitism. Like, you know that you know that's what they say about 
Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Elvis. Yeah, they're anti-Semites. Yeah. Shame on them. And it's Bernie, been, Bernie Bernie been pretty much a self-hating Jew because he's <laughs> not supportive of what Israel's doing. I hate these people so much. Like, you would think <laughs> you would think there's a way to be like, hey, we know Israel. Or Israel is our ally. Israel. Israel. Is <laughs> <ally>. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, we support them. But at the same time, you know, there are ways around what's happening and things can be done to, you know, di- very much just bring down the tensions there. Like there are ways, I feel like there's ways to go, to be able to say like, I support my ally, but I also don't like how they're going about things. But you just, dude, you just said it right there. If you can come up with it at eight 45 on a Tuesday night, how can that one politician have the balls to just say like a rational answer like that? Like, would it be that bad if someone said that like a high ranking congressman or woman said, it, it just right, shows like, they're going to affect the, their Jewish constituents. I think I think it's all about they just don't want to ruffle a feather with the relationship with Israel and it's almost like we're their puppet Israel they're bossing us around right now they they I seem guess. to be dictating the narrative yeah yeah they have the leverage it's so right? messed up yeah I mean it's a great ally to have when like if you need them in the Middle East to have some presence there but now they're just killing innocent yeah. people. It's a defi- definition of strategic ally. It's apartheid it's, is what they're doing. They're just yeah. literally. Yeah, that's what they people, call it, right? Yeah, moving yeah. people out of the land that they live in so that they can populate it with. Like the shit in South Africa. Like, was that going on in South Africa for years? It's like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, the same thing. Like apartheid? Yeah. <laughs> I'm re- I, I just said, yeah, it's like apartheid. And you're like, Adam's like, yeah, exactly. But it's, apartheid it's is like a term is that you could use outside of South Africa. I'm just saying that, yeah, that's like a term that was used for that too. It's not, that's not the only apartheid that's ever happened in the history of the world. That's all I'm saying. I know. Well, when you look it up, that's what they reference. Okay. That's, you're right. It would be like in parentheses, like South Africa. I get that. Yeah, yeah. But like, you could, you could apply it to other places. But yes. I see what you mean there. Um, I'm trying to pull up the list of military spend by country to see where Israel um, and Saudi Arabia fit in here. Actually, Israel is number one. No, we spend the most in the world in our, on oh, our military. Oh, I thought you meant who we spend the most on. Like, no, this, this is just overall spend. They're 14th, um, which is pretty big for a really small country. They're right below Canada. Saudi Arabia is sixth. I guess good good thing is if there is a World War Three, most of these countries are our allies, but China and Russia are two and four. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good for anybody. But we literally spend four times as much as China. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> All right, what else have we got? Anything? Do we want to do our woke test or do we want to do stay woke? Well, we can kind of tie them in because it's kind of the same thing. But okay, we can do that. We can save the woke test for last. But I got a couple couple stay woke topics, quick ones, and then we'll get to the it test. Looks like your eyes are blowing are up over there. Look yeah, you don't look good, dude. You want you can't stop rubbing stop your rubbing eyes. It. Stop know, rubbing. Dude, it. Adam has literally has the willpower of a puppy. We need to put a cone <laughs> on him. He was doing the same thing all weekend. 
a cone could have actually helped a lot. Like just two cones around my eyes like this. <laughs> so you can't touch him. Yeah, dude, it's brutal. But yeah, I just honestly, I've been fine stop, all day. Oh, stop. I, stop. <laughs> you literally can't stop. I was pointing at the eye saying I just you, got a little no, itchy. No, you were itching. Bullshit, you were itching. No, no, no. I was itching, but just now I'm pointing at it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, stay woke. Here we go. All right. First on the hot seat is misgendering. Now, when you think of misgendering, what do you think of? Like what comes to mind? Calling, Calling somebody the wrong gender. Okay. Would a fish come to mind? Like a, a seed creature? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like that kind of fish? Yeah, sure. Nope, it wouldn't come to mind. All right. So there's a um there's this little it's a snapshot of like a Instagram live or something, and it's a little puffer fish. Cause like this cute little smiley face coming right near someone's finger in the water so tiger the english bulldog says stop sad cry face why is he slash c slash they so cute and this other guy commented said dude are you afraid to misgender a fish (laughs) so i guess misgendering is not confined to just human beings homo sapiens the tiger king respond um, not on the screenshot I have. So, Tiger King. Oh, yeah, because Tiger. Whatever King the hell I have. Yeah, really <laughs> I just thought of the Netflix show. All right, next is defining what woke is. Can you guys define what woke is? God, no. I wouldn't even yeah. begin to try. Well, so this company YouGov, which is I guess a, a British surveying company, they they threw out a poll, and the question on the poll was, "Are you woke?" And among all people of England in general, I guess it's the UK, I guess, but um, among all of them, 12% 12 said yes, they are woke. 23% said no. And 59% said, I don't know what woke means. (laughs) (laughs) That's my kind of people. I think, I think, I mean, I think we know what woke means, but I still... Maybe, I don't know if we fully grasped it. So I, I guess I, I would find myself in that 59% or the no. Yeah, I'll probably be in the no. I don't know. I feel like woke is, a, is like a living organism. It just kind of changes. But, but yeah, I mean, obviously leaning towards no. Hey, the Celtics um, on right now? They're on at nine. It, so they'll probably. Jesus, they put the game on at nine for an East Coast game. Dude, they, they knew you weren't going to watch it. You've already said. Yeah, it. I'm not. Honestly, I'm not going to watch it. I don't. I don't even care if they win. What a loser! Do you care if they win so they can go face Brooklyn in the next series? Well, I'd like them to win. I just am not super enthusiastic about their chances. Give me the lottery pick. That's true. <laughs> All right. Next in the hot seat is pregnancy. So um, a article was published stating this: Spanish politician temporarily suspended by Twitter after saying, "Quote." A man cannot get pregnant. Twitter told uh, Contreras his comments violated the platform's policy on quote hate speech. So saying, so saying that a man can't get pregnant is apparently hate speech. All right, I got one more. Democrats would like to make hate speech like criminal in nature. Oh yeah, like a federal crime. Yeah. 
All right, last in the hot seat is inclusivity. Okay, so this guy, Lawrence, I guess, was reading this, I don't know, this post from Liner, which I guess is London Northeastern Railway, and they have a Twitter account. So this guy, Lawrence, commented on it and used a quote from one of their posts, which is the following, and he starts his tweet by, by using this, quote, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, end quote. And this is now him typing. So as a non-binary person, this announcement doesn't actually apply to me. So I won't listen at Liner. Now that alone is fucking ridiculous, but sure enough, in this day and age, you can't leave one of those things out there. You got what, what exactly is non-binary? You can change your gender depending when you feel like it. I don't even know. I, how do you know? <laughs> it's hard to keep up these days. It's, I really it means you don't identify as male or female, right? Yeah, I guess. Those are the two binds, I think, in binary. The binds. So, liner. Oh, my God, guys. I think I have the flu. <laughs> no, you're so sore. Liner yeah. responds. Oh, sorry. What are we no, talking no, about most flu game? Liner responds to Lawrence and saying this. I'm really sorry to see this, Lawrence. Our train manager should not be using language like this. And I thank you for bringing it to my attention. Please, could you let me know which service you are on? And I will ensure they remain as inclusive as we strive to be at Liner. So Liner just fell into the fucking trap that we always talk about. The trap. All right, you guys ready for a test? Quick, we'll call it a quiz. It's not really a test. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. I'm ready. All right. So you guys ever heard of uh, the Young Women's Christian Association? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so the w, definitely so the YWCA. All right, which I spend my Sundays <laughs> fishing for talent. So they're a nonprofit for those of us who don't know, and they're dedicated to quote eliminating racism, empowering women, and promoting peace, justice, freedom, and dignity for all. And they're based out of DC. So they have this quiz on their website. And I screenshotted it. It wasn't like an actual like PDF. So it's kind of small. So I had to print it out and highlight it and shit. But the title of it in all crazy font is privilege. Okay. So it's a self-assessment. And the question is, how privileged are you? And on the bottom for the directions, it says, check off all the statements that apply to you. The more checks, the more privilege. So I'm going to read some statements and we'll see how many that the three of us check off. Okay. I'm not going to read all of it because there's like a hundred fucking things on here. So we're not going to read them all. All right. First off. And so just, again, if it applies to you, we'll just say yes. If not, just say no. All right. One. Okay. I am white. That's two fingers. Put a finger, finger up. If it. Where's your guys' fingers? (laughs) Were you going to finish that sentence? Put a finger up if, uh, you guys, you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. I am white. Okay. Looks yes. like we're all there. Good. I have never been the only person of my race in a room. I have. Oh, it's a finger. No finger. Right. So put your finger down. You, you probably have two, Ty, in the Philippines. So then this will definitely be me then. So it doesn't apply to you guys is what you're what saying. Was the, what was the question again? You've, you've been the only person of your race in a room? I have never been the only person of my race in a room. Have you ever been the only white person in a room? 
Mm. I don't think I've ever been the only white person in a room I've been in. So I'm up. That applies to me. I'm two for two. What do you think, Ty? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's a chance between basketball and Philippines. <laughs> like Philippines, there must have been an example of like where you were. Oh yeah, like actually, the only one in like a team meeting or I something like basketball. that. I'll play basketball. I'll play basketball. I'd be the only. Per- I would be right. the only white person there. Yeah. yeah. So I guess right. it, I'm the only one. So I'm more privileged so far. So you got two two points. Two points. You guys each got one. The more points, the more privilege. I have never been mocked for my accent. I've been mocked for my accent. Mocked. You've been mocked. So Jared, put yeah. your feet down. It doesn't apply to you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm struggling. Flu game. <laughs> All right, three for three. I have never been told I am attractive, quote, for my race. Never been told that. <laughs> Who could say that? So, so that'd be, so has somebody ever said, hey, you're hot for a white guy? No, I don't think so. Been told I'm fly for a white guy. Nobody's ever told you you're fly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the song. Isn't that Beastie Boys, I think? If not for a white guy. All right. A stranger has never asked to touch my hair or ask if it is real. Nope. That's never happened to me. <laughs> oh, wait. I, yeah, I got a, I got three points, right? Yeah. Well, so you, you, had, you had a point for everyone that applies to you. So if someone right. actually tried to touch your hair. Maybe when we had our blonde hair tied, people tried to touch it and asked if it was real. True. That night, that night we were in Cavite City. We were outsiders. <laughs> I think we're doing it wrong. No, Jared has so, messed everything up. No, I, I only have two. I have two. So you're only going to put a finger up if it applies to you. Right? Yeah, that one I just okay. changed my answer. That's why it seems right. confusing. So I got like I got five so far because none of these apply to me so far. All right. Oh, white privilege boy over there. Clearly. Uh, next, I am heterosexual. I'm running out of fingers. I get a... Is that what I put a finger on? What the <laughs> fuck does that have to do with my privilege? I don't know. Because if you like normal jet sexual organs and genders, well, you're privileged. That's why you just said normal. That's why it's on there. Yeah. Next, I am a man. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Next, I feel comfortable in the gender I was born as. Jesus so that's a privilege. According to uh, the young woman. Adam's going to get every single one of these. Uh, I have never worked as a waiter, barista, bartender, or salesperson. Boom, finally. Finally. It doesn't apply to me. I can just feel the privilege. Yeah, I'm not sure what that has to do with privilege. Yeah. No idea either. I, I went to summer camp. That's a privilege? <laughs> I definitely yeah, I went to summer camp. Uh, you know, Ty, you went to like best hoops or something, dude, didn't you? No, camp. they're talking about no, they're talking about like summer camp where kids go away for like a fucking you know month or that you know. They no, I think they're just talking about I summer camp, like a summer camp. Not I don't think poor camp. people send their kids to camp. <laughs> um. All right, we'll get a couple more here. I graduated college. All right. Let's see those toes. Let's get those toes wiggling. Ew. Disgusting. (laughs) I am not nervous. Kicked off the computer and (laughs) smashed on the floor. Oh, here we go. Here's one. My my parents are both alive. Kind of dark, but again, they are. Most 
I don't know. I guess that that's privileged if your parents have managed to survive as long as you've been alive. I guess it is privilege. It's it's awesome, I guess, to have your parents still alive. But what did you consider? Yeah, I wouldn't it say it's privilege. part of your privilege. <laughs> In the last one, I, I feel am not, privileged. I feel that my privileged. parents have not died. <laughs> In the last one, I am not nervous in airport security lines. I weirdly still get nervous in airport security lines. You get ner- you're, you're yeah, scared. because you're fucking bringing coke with you everywhere you go. <laughs> it's in my butt. They're not going to find it. <laughs> All right. So how many points? Ty, how many points you have? I had uh, nine, I think. Mo? I think I, think I had eight. He has Fuck. no fucking idea. <laughs> Dude, I had 12. <laughs> So wow. you're the most privileged out of all of us. I am by far the most privileged person here. That makes sense, though. I would, I would expect that. Do you think I'm more privileged than, than you guys? That's a lie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I guess according to the... What the hell do we young, just do that for? I guess according to the Young Women's Christian Association rules, I guess I am. So fuck off. I'm more privileged. I'm, I am the problem in society is pretty much what I'm trying to say. I wouldn't go that far. No, according to white, according to society, white privilege is like a sickness. It's pretty much a pandemic. Well, it's also the. Uh, this is great too. It's also the gravest threat to uh, democracy. His view: the okay. top domestic violent extremist threat we face comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, specifically those who advocate for the superiority of the white race. That is the the attorney general of the United States. Oh, my fucking God. Unbelievable. Well, maybe that attorney general needs to get their hands on the privilege test. Yeah. Determine if check yourself, my friend. Literally check yourself before you wreck yourself. Before you crack yourself. Only one one more pod until you guys are in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. And Ty, happy early birthday. When's your birthday, dude? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. Wow. The two nine, nine, right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll do a combined celebration for you and Adams when we're in Texas. What years is the beginning of June, Adam? June 4th. Yeah. So you got a couple big, big birthdays coming up. You got the we, birthday, we gotta, man. We got to celebrate Mo, too. You do celebrate me. You know my birthday. Yeah. We I'll see you before my birthday. Everything. You said you might come to Rhode Island for part of July, right? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> not committed to that. Well, Alex's bachelor party is after your birthday, so maybe not. Yeah. So we'll just have to, we'll lump your birthday in there too. All, right, all the birthdays. This b- the massive birthday party. Celebrate the life and times of Mo, and it'll be a si- side note. Will be Adam and Tyler's birthday, featuring Adam and Tyler's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Celebration of life for my friend. Oh, did he pass? Nope. We're just celebrating his life. <laughs> We're just happy every day he wakes up. <laughs> it's Mo and the birthday men. Mendis. Really? Very good. Very good. It's only six episodes. There's five in. Um, but it's epic. It's really, really good. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Mayor of East Town. It's got Kate, Kate Winslet plays a detective. Paint me like one of your French girls. It's, it's, yeah, true, true detective type vibes. Not as like time bendy as true detective, but like really, really good murder mystery. And what? Where is it on? HBO Max. Okay. Like their big ticket show right is now. It, oh, it's new. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. The finale comes out next Sunday. Oh, cool. And it's good? Yeah, really good. All right. It's epic, apparently. Epic. Yeah. Great. That's good news. People were comparing the uh, this episode last night to the season finale of season one of um, True Detective. That is a bold statement. So yeah. you got me hooked. I'm in now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was as good as that, but it was it was pretty damn good. I don't think it could be as good, but if it's anything close to that, that's pretty yeah. So, all right, boys, I'm going to go hydrate. Are we still recording? Yep. Can you? <laughs> we never said <laughs> I thought we were done. I'm literally out of it. I thought we were just shooting the shit after the episode right now. That's why I brought that up. Dude, this kid needs to go to bed stat. I just literally, last night, I don't know if it was because my COVID or just like still being just hungover mess from the bachelor party. I woke up every hour last night. It was awful. It's probably you coming off the weekend of drinking. Yeah. And then getting a COVID vaccine. Dude, so I, it, like, I used like super like, like your body aches like really bad. Yeah, it feels like I literally ran a marathon yesterday. It's like yeah. every muscle is sore. It's not painful. It's just like sore and tired and achy. I remember Ty texting me like after your first, after your shot, because you got J&J. You're like, dude, how'd you feel about, how'd you feel after your shot? So like, I felt kind of achy. Like, how about you? It's like, dude, I feel fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, dude, you were not doing good. I, I felt, I felt super. I just felt like loopy and spacey and achy. That's how I've felt the last yeah. like day or so. Yeah, and work. Luckily, no fever. Good. That's good. Yeah, stop touching your friggin' eye. Yeah, I can't oh help it. God, dude, it's like the size of a softball. No, nah, it's not that. You should have seen it. You're gonna give yourself another sty. No, like in re like not just like an image. Like you should have seen it throughout the night. It was bad. There was one point where Adam was sitting in the dark with sunglasses on because he didn't want to touch his eyes. <laughs> Fucking Ray Charles. Dude, you couldn't get like allergy medicine or Visine or like something. I did have dude, I took I took like five pills that morning, two ibuprofen and three allergy meds. And I felt fine for <laughs> golf. I felt honestly, I felt perfect when we were golfing when we were pissing missiles everywhere and as soon as we got back and i just kind of got like took a shower i got settled in it just erupted and nature just like made me it's bitch you are literally that commercial then yeah with the giant monster like comes yeah. out of like the yeah i get attacked by the pollen monster it, it usually affects me but it, not like that that was significantly worse than it's ever affected me you're gonna make it we, we gotta get out of here before uh <laughs> Nothing happens. Uh, Mr. Mr. I'm living to 100. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why he's game, to 100. He goes to bed at fucking nine o'clock every night. I wish. I wish. Oh my God. What the hell so I'm going to do my van. Let's go to bed early. Sign us off. Get us fucking out of here. I love you guys.